back to another episode of Two Open Minds. My name's Jake. Welcome back. My name is Elmira. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. So, I'm going to start this podcast off with a positive question. Okay. Uh, so, when was the last time you performed an act of kindness that, uh, m- m- like, the main point is to make yourself feel good like what you know so whether or not the person (laughs) knew about the random act of kindness or your sacrifice i intentionally did it to make myself feel good not well well, so you perform that random act of kindness and it made you feel really really good but it's not based upon the outcome of how that person receiving the random act of kindness felt does that make sense so pretty much you're like, when's the last time you performed an act of kindness that no matter what the end result was, you felt good doing it. Mm-hmm. But my intention wasn't to do it to feel good. Right. Because that'd be selfish. Of course. Like very selfish. Okay. Oh, I like that question. Um, just... Uh, when was it? I think it was... It was two weeks ago actually the day a few days before my birthday um i've actually been doing it a few times um but i had to stop because the individual got ill and Mm. so i couldn't but actually my neighbor downstairs um she so she's um an older lady i think she's in her like mid 70s she's diagnosed with ms Mm. and she's overweight and she's mostly just in her chair not better what is uh, MS? Multiple sclerosis. Okay, and that pretty is pretty much at some point in your 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 muscles begin to deteriorate. Your your ability to like move really just the functioning of your mobility just slows down mm. to a point where you just can't move anymore, mm. and it kind of like takes over your entire body, and then it just it affects you. It affects mm. a lot of aspects of your body. I'm not necessarily sure what specifically but more is the physical aspect of it Mm. um but she yeah so she has ms and she can't move like and she's also had multiple back surgeries and whatnot and we just moved to this apartment like i think a month and a half ago two months ago Mm. and a month ago like three a month ago i like met her finally and she's that she's a muslim also and she's friends with my mom now and everything And I got her and I saw her and I didn't know what she had. And then I was like, do you want me to come every day after work just to walk with you a little bit? And she was like super happy. And so I've been doing that. And so every day after work, I would go and we would walk from her chair where she sits to the bathroom a few times just so she can kind of get that mobility. And then I'll have I'll do stretches with her. Mm. And so I spent about like 30 minutes with her and then. I like talk to her for a little bit and then I go and so I do that after I come home from work um, but then a few weeks ago she ended up uh, falling and injuring herself mm-hmm. um, but she's okay now they just need to she needs to get physical therapy mm-hmm. um, so the result of it like I mean there was like a time I did it and she was just done she was just could not do it that's just because physically she just cannot and mm-hmm. Um, her body just can't take it, especially because she has overbearing weight that's uncomfortable for her to carry, right, with her. Mm. Um, but, I mean, overall, like, it made me feel good because it's, like, it, she has, like, she, I, it was, like, a, uh, like 
shoot, I got that feeling of a grandmother from her, and I haven't had the presence of a, of an actual grandmother really since I was like my mom's grand, my mom's mom passed away, and I've never met her, and then my dad's mom, I've only met her when I was like until I was four, and then I never saw her again. Mm. So it's like having that like kind of figure in my life with her really like made me feel good. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So is do you know? I, I know we shouldn't really just talk about ms but yeah. is that a genetic disease uh i don't know actually let me see um gen i want to say partially let's see is ms genetic let me see i want to say multiple no multiple sclerosis is not an inherited disease and the risk of developing ms is increased when oh no that let's see can it doesn't run on the family hmm. so i don't know it's like a gene the cause of it is not known scientists believe that ms is triggered by a combination of factors to identify the cause research is ongoing in areas of immunology epidemiology genetics and infection so it could be an infection so it could be a pathogen there could be genetic factors there could be environmental factors um it's it could be the body's immune system so it, it says MS and MS an abnormal immune response causes inflammation and damages in the central nervous system. Um, so it so by the way, this was from nationalmssociety.org.com. But yeah, so it could be yeah, it's not known. So yeah, pretty much just says it could be due to immunologic factors, environmental, uh, infectious factors, genetic factors, disproven theories also. So hmm. viruses, everything. Yeah. So interesting, but it sucks. It really yeah, sucks. Sounds like it. It's pretty. So th sorry, just so I can, can clarify this like for the last time, what causes MS and multiple sclerosis, the body's own immune system attacks the central nervous system and causes damage, which slows or stops the nerve transmission. Damn. So that's where your when your muscles and your but your body just stops communicating with the brain and then it it, it, it doesn't allow you to perform your physical activity and then wow. so on so and there's forth. no well, we, we could dive yeah. into that in yeah. another episode <laughs> i'm just this so curious more, yeah so please first you okay uh, um you answer now mine's a little more simple okay um not as noble as yours simple that, is always good <laughs> but uh good. it was i was working a bartending shift and okay. I had a, a Navy SEAL join me at the bar. Ooh, was, is this recent? Yeah, this was okay. last week sometime. And uh, which is a big deal to me because I've been so, I've said it a couple times, I think I've been so fascinated with war culture. War, and especially the Navy SEALs is pretty cool. But uh, David Cockins, I love him. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't talked well, about him in a lot of podcasts. I know, podcasts, I know. So like four episodes deep and he hasn't come up i'm sure you're going through withdrawal a little bit <laughs> sorry sorry didn't mean to take the light off um, but he sat down and uh he had his buddy with him uh so i didn't you know he, he was so wrapped up in catching up with his buddy i didn't have a chance to really talk to him but overhearing everything they were talking about uh he's just doing a lot for kind of the navy seal community and especially when they come out of you know serving he, he helps out with them and does a bunch of physical training stuff and stuff like that but uh uh i really wanted to take care of his tab 
but his uh, buddy insisted on paying, so I just took off like all the drinks and had his buddy just pay for food. But it was like something tiny. But here's the funny thing: I went into it really excited to be like, "Oh, thank you for your service! Like, I'm not gonna take your money, like this and that." But then I don't know. It'd be kind of maybe I was just too in my head about it. I was felt kind of weird not having his buddy pay for anything at the same time because he was trying to perform a random act of kindness by paying for him by paying for him uh-huh. so it was kind of this two-way battle of who was gonna yeah perform the random act of kindness so i just took the drinks off and uh his friend uh the navy seal guy's friend uh just didn't notice that there's such a dramatic price difference and uh it was cool with me. I, I still felt really, okay. really good. Because it's like you want it. Not that you want it, but like usually if someone notices a difference in the price, it's like, oh, like what happened? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like. And, and I was kind of, you know, I was. Yeah, that, I mean, that little, you know, kind of ego thing of, of wanting to be like, like, like oh, on, no, like, like yeah. that's on me. Yeah. I did this nice thing for yeah. you. Uh, but nothing came of it besides uh, me knowing that I saved that gentleman yeah. who wanted to thank his friend for serving exactly. a, a few bucks. So, so it, like, it, it, internally, you did the right thing because yeah. your intention was good. Mm-hmm. And so it made you feel good about And honestly, n- like, after the fact, I felt probably better than I would have if I actually thanked the SEAL myself. Okay. Like, it was kind of, I don't know, it was a weird feeling. Like, oh, I, I didn't need an interaction with this guy because of my random act of correct, kindness correct. to feel good about myself. Like yeah. I could still do it. Like so so that could transfer over to anything. That could you know, you could do any random act of kindness with nobody knowing and still feel the benefits of yeah. it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> sorry, this was something I thought of. Um my so at my job, um, the a few weeks ago when it was my birthday, my coworkers were super nice and they all bought like desserts and cakes for my birthday, and, and our director she bought um uh small nothing but cakes and but 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 bunt cakes. Bunt and so we all had it but the day before because she wasn't able to be there that day on my birthday the day before she left it in the fridge and i knew nothing about it right and um so when the day before she left the cupcakes in the fridge i didn't know about them at all but we were my coworkers and i were sitting around the lunch table and then our other coworker he came and he's like oh do you guys see those cupcakes in the fridge like do you know if they're for anybody and i was like oh i have no idea and my other coworker's like oh no those those are for somebody else and then he was like oh okay and then the next day i found out obviously those cupcakes were for me mm-hmm. and I so the guy who noticed those cupcakes he sat he's his desk is right next to mine and that day right before I got off work I got a little box and I put a cupcake in there and I left it for him and then I went home and I'm sure he was happy but he never said anything he doesn't know who gave it to him or anything like that (laughs) but like it made me feel good that like you know he really he was like when he talked about it he was so excited about that cup like he wanted it wanted but like you couldn't get one because it wasn't his Aww. and then i was like oh like you know that made me happy like i was like i hope you're happy yeah <laughs> but yeah awesome. anyways so that was my act of kindness and uh form of 
displaying some sort of love to the person, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Oh, and nice attempt at a transition there. I All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Yeah. That was not right. successful. So, uh, Almira alluded to it, but we're, uh, we're talking about love. We, and this may be a multiple part segment just like uh, mental, mental health because love is very complex. And if we were amateurs and not qualified to speak on mental health, we are definitely not <laughs> qualified <laughs> to talk about me. love. Especially <laughs> me. But yeah. <laughs> uh, love. So so yeah. love is a, a pretty crazy topic and we're, we're just going to. We, we gotta humble ourselves yeah. and understand we have no fucking clue what we're talking about no when it comes to clue. love. I feel like when I think of that word, sometimes it gives me goosebumps. Like, really think about it. Mm. There's something yeah. more in a sense well, of I'm, the... Well, I'm not discrediting how you feel about it. I'm just... Mm. More in a sense of the romantic aspect when uh, I think about gotcha. it. Okay. Why is that? I don't know. I feel... There's... Are you afraid of love? <laughs> Because I think you are. <laughs> uh, let's. We'll talk about me later. Okay. Um, but do you want to start off this conversation, or do you want me to, or do you want? Actually, I want you to. So, what does love mean to you? Since, okay, so this, but this is super broadly speaking, because uh, in doing uh, very little research on <laughs> love, but I, I've learned. There are multiple forms of love, right? Okay. And when you hear the word love, you automatically think like relationship. Right? Yes. But uh, something that's pretty obvious, but most people don't think about is like kind of family love, love for your work. Uh, love for yourself. Love for your brother uh, or sister. Love for yourself. Uh, all kinds of different stuff. So we'll talk about those in episodes to come but i guess in this episode uh we could just focus on romantic love yeah like partner to partner relationships kind of kind of a relationships episode but more specifically yeah but more more specifically on like the feeling of love for that individual so yeah so uh i don't know how to classify uh, like a relationship-based love, but I'll just read off or attempt to read off <laughs> what <laughs> the different types of love are. Okay. So uh, there's filial love, which is like brotherly love, uh, love for your close friends, and the love you feel for colleagues or like coworkers, uh, quick acquaintances that you would like to have as close friends, okay. something like that, you know. Uh, there's Eros, which I am not 100% sure on how that's pronounced, uh, but I'll say Eros, E-R-O-S, is a sexual love, uh, or lust. Agape, which is unconditional love. Uh, Felucia, I believe, uh, which is self-love. Storage, which is familiar love. Um, and Pragma. Which is enduring, long-lasting love. Okay. So, uh, relationship love, I feel like, can fit quite a few of those okay. within it. Yeah. Um, but uh, w- what do you think about a relationship 
like what what is a true love based relationship? What what does that look like to you? Dang, you're going home with this one right away. <laughs> going hard, or I'm going home. <laughs> I was gonna ask you that question first. Okay, I, I could Do you attempt want to answer it. Okay, I I have yet to. Th- I was hoping you were gonna answer, so I can have okay. time to think about so, my answer. So, Jake, but, what right. is true love to you? <laughs> what does so in a relationship? What does it mean to you to have a successful? love between you and your partner where there's a strong foundation with you guys what does that mean to you like how would you define that type of love that's a good question um uh based off of your past experiences and based off of what you we all have this too what you really want from someone Mm. okay so like i i have new learning that I, i've done while researching this and you you showed me a, a video before we started recording but it makes a lot of sense but uh basically i think a true love relationship is something where both partners are happy individually right but when they come together, they bring out the best in themselves, uh, out of each other. So, they don't necessarily make each other happy, but they are there for each other. They bring out the best qualities in each other. They progress together, and they're two totally individual people who can live with each other uh super kind of bland no <laughs> definition, no but, no but that's what you see yeah and what you would want yeah and of course like i i see a true relationship as something that is going to have its ups and downs just like every other relationship but the difference is they don't let the downs destroy the relationship or hinder it in any way it only makes them stronger because they're able to communicate with each other and progress from there so So, okay i like that answer not that i was wrong i like it (laughs) but so if you because i know you've had your experiences with being in a relationship and out of those relationships you've been in could you say you've ever you've been in love one or two times i would say i've been i've felt love uh once in one in one of those so how many like how many serious relationships have you had i don't remember um i guess three like true okay relationships and i I thought about like marriage okay and out of those three I could, looking back, but this is because this is future or present tense looking back on Correct. the past, right? Yes. But I, I I could say that I was in love once. In love once. Yeah. Okay, out of, all out those, of those three. And so if when you were in love at that one time, what traits and qualities of that individual did you see that kind of made you fall in love with that person uh 
Well, I won't describe like exactly no, who but she like, was, but yeah. here, here's what I felt like okay. in, in specific like kind of snapshots in the relationship. Like, so throughout our, it was a good relationship at first, and then we broke up, but remained friends. And so when she and she did some pretty questionable things when we did break up but the thing that made me realize that i was in love with her uh even after we broke up is that she did all these bad things uh not to me but just in her own personal life yeah. that i would usually judge uh if it was someone else but it didn't really mean much to me like what as, do you mean by as that? far as how i felt about her didn't change based on what she oh. did uh, so like she did some crazy things just things and, that you weren't yeah things that things that i would look that, down upon yeah that typically. didn't align with your values right and like if like did. if it was someone i was dating uh like initially yeah. i probably would just cut and that then, relationship yeah. off right away yeah. but since i felt so much love for this individual i continued to pursue her even after though she did things that went against my morals correct correct okay oh so, that that that's wow that's actually a really good way to describe what love is so, one of the ways right and i mean there's a lot more obviously she you know like i was attracted to her physically yeah. and just attracted to her personality and kind of how she lived life her family yeah stuff like that but that shows something, right? It, it when you um, fall in love with someone and you get, you know, there is that infatuation stage, there is that lust, but then there is that genuine, genuine growth of love that you grow for that individual, and then you it gets to a point where it kind of like what you mentioned, where the things that they're doing on the side that don't align with your morals and values, you become kind of blinded to them and you choose not, mm -hmm. you intentionally or unintentionally choose not to see it because the power of that love for that individual can be very strong. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. I didn't, like, it wasn't blind at all. Like, like you knew it, and you oh, acknowledged I, I knew, it. I knew every aspect of it and I... <laughs> scolded her many times okay throughout our relationship yeah uh and tried to help her yeah even though she wouldn't take my help so so it's not like i just ignored the yeah. things that were happening yeah uh, it was very clear w what was happening yeah. and i was very clear that i didn't agree with it but it didn't change my love and you realize that you can't change someone you can't yeah. change anything. Oh yeah, that, that those and... those were lessons I learned afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Very the the hard way, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Can you say out of um those like experiences you've had in a relationship, uh in those relationships given if you maybe like felt love but you weren't in love, do you feel like you regret having that feeling or do you just kind of like learn to move past it? Oh no, I don't regret anything i've done in my that's life good. honestly that's I, I mean and that's something i kind of cultivated on my own yeah you know yeah but yeah i mean i was having this conversation with uh 
one of my coworkers the other day. He uh, he didn't give me the details, but he uh, let me know that he did something very bad that he didn't want to. How do I put this? He didn't want to confront it head on. Yeah. The what would come of of his actions and. I have an idea of what he did, mm-hmm. just based on kind of the nature of our conversation. But uh, basically, I told him, like, you can't just sit and dwell on something. Like, you kind of have, like, if you've done something that you regret, um, one, it's not good to look at your actions through the lens of regret, right? Correct. But you kind of have to put your emotions on hold for a second like that's this is probably one of the rare times that you should just kind of like grit your teeth and sit down and think about what needs to happen next or what you need to do now so he did something bad i told him don't just sit and so he wasn't going to confront the issue head on he was going to just hold it and let it sit within himself um and he wasn't going to confront the problem and move forward he was just gonna i'm pretty sure it was a lie of some kind or he cheated or something like that right and he was just gonna sit with that information in himself and not do anything or tell yeah or do anything about it yeah 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 yeah. that's that's kind of what i was thinking okay i'm pretty sure i might be right but (laughs) (laughs) pretty sure (laughs) but I, I don't think he'll listen to this anyways, so. Probably not. But so, y- you can't just sit with something like that, right? Like, I wanted to tell him that, but I need – I can't just tell someone, right? No. Like, I, he needs to figure that out Yeah, for himself. himself, yeah. And so – but basically, you can't just sit on – like, say if you cheated on your, your wife, right? Um, I don't think – and this is this is something that can be argued, right? Like, what would you do? If or what would you want your husband to do if he cheated on you? Tell me. Right. Simple as that. But do you think? Because there's a fine line, right? Because it's almost. Is it better for him to tell you for the relationship to be destroyed and for you to to go your separate ways because of his one mistake, or is it better? For him to hold that truth to himself, not tell you, but never do any of those actions again and continue living happily. No, because that one action will carry on later on. Because if he, if, if I, if I, let's say we're in a relationship and I cheat on you, but I don't tell you, but I tell myself, you know what, I'm never going to do it again. But the fact that I was able to get away with lying to my partner by cheating on them and them not knowing anything and I can still move on with my life says that maybe one day I can do this again or I can do some mistake again similar to this and my partner won't know anything. So that just displays the lack of honesty and trust you have with that partner. Like, Mm Even if you kill someone, if you you have to be – I mean, that's like the worst-case scenario, but, like, you have to have that – that comfort of dialect with your partner to be able to discuss whatever it may be i mean i was listening to a podcast i forgot what episode it was but it was uh uh, it was a pot it was on this podcast called girls gotta eat it's really hilarious um uh, but this one individual who was a guest on their show was talking about her relationship and how her 
ex-husband had an affair and cheated on her and whatnot but she said that even after he told me even after that i feel like i feel like she said after this experience i feel like the next time i'm with someone if they cheat on me and they tell me i could possibly get a get get by it and get past it and continue our relationship so for some people doesn't mean that the relationship is over Mm -hmm. but for some people it means it's done Uh, but at the end of the day i would rather have my partner be completely honest with me because that just says a lot about that person Mm -hmm. than it does about me so yeah for sure And I think the goal for just being a human in general yeah. is to be the best person exactly. you can be exactly. and not have a ton of skeletons in your closet. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, that that derived that whole conversation derived I know, from but it's okay. <laughs> one thing, uh, which did we answer? We did. But yeah. I was right. going to ask, continue asking if you don't mind. Sure. Um, have you ever – or okay, no. Before I ask this question, I'll ask you this. From the experiences you have had with your relationships, now for your future partner and what you foresee with being someone, how is there a different way you would approach love? Or you would approach that feeling of love? Are you more hesitant on kind of accepting that feeling or very open to it? No, I'm super open to it. That's good. Yeah. And uh, I mean... I don't know. I I have my doubts about the whole putting like you've talked about it a few times, like putting up a wall yeah. based on past experiences. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forward with putting up a wall. I like. I don't think you like if you and I were dating. I don't feel like I should have to break down your walls to have you fall in love with me or me fall in love with you because. Like uh, Will Smith said, right? He he talks about not having a relationship that's transactional, right? It shouldn't be like you have to do this to earn my love, right? And Correct. so I feel like that's kind of – I feel like the dating world should, should kind of be the same. Like you shouldn't have to do certain things or prove yourself to earn someone's love. I think you should just spend time with each other, and obviously, if you guys are right for each other, then the love will just follow. Yeah, because you can't force anything to happen, and it's not like, okay, now, because they, this individual checks off everything off my checklist, I think I, I'm in love with them now. Yeah. Like you can't, and- or, or it's like you've done this this and this now i'm gonna put my wall down and accept that love from you right yeah and and like if there's kind of something to think about is there's two different ways you can put up a wall you can do it intentionally and unintentionally right Mm -hmm. so like what is your opinion on intentional wall building (laughs) does that make sense so okay so if you like if you want to share something with this guy you're dating yeah but you've been hurt from sharing that in a previous relationship so you intentionally choose not to do you do you think you shouldn't should intentionally put up that wall to avoid something reoccurring okay so before i answer that i think we have to like mention this is that 
clearly, first of all, everybody deals with emotions differently. Like that is grand given. But also when it comes to walls up, I mean, think about the amount of people that have been in such abusive relationships. Like they automatically will have a wall up. And right. sometimes that wall won't go away for a very long time or that wall is so thick that it, it's very difficult to even get through that person just through communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is like, I feel like that should be like acknowledged. Like um, for someone who's had healthy experiences in relationships or semi quote unquote normal relationships that just ended and, you know, on to the next, it, it's easier for people like that to not have walls. But then there are people like others who just really just, become so emotionally hurt and abused and confused and lost that that wall it's gonna go up you know whether you like it or not Mm -hmm. and so that goes into you know having an intentional or an unintentional wall i feel like people who go through traumatic relationships where they're emotionally really affected and hurt and torn they intentionally put up a wall right away unintentionally i'm sorry i feel like i feel like in a sense i would say unintentionally because it it just it just goes up it's Mm -hmm. like those doors like those automatic doors yeah it's like putting your hands in front of you when you're falling exactly yeah it's just it's automatic your brain just knows just oh here's another person in my life i might be catching feelings no wall goes up you're Mm -hmm. not getting into my heart you're not gonna know anything about me because that person two months ago fucked me over and i'm not dealing with that again like you automatically do that Mm -hmm. and then intentionally i feel like people put up walls and i feel like i've done this once or twice where it's more like to kind of um gauge where that other person is at when Mm. it comes to forms of communication when it comes to values when it comes to how they deal with emotions and and because you want to make sure that your emotions that you choose to display are accepted and respected and not all the time they are right Mm. and i feel like people who have this form of defense mechanism Um, autumn will intentionally put up this wall until they are more comfortable with that person Mm -hmm. and are willing to kind of open up little by little to that person because i'm like for example me i'm the type of person where i am a very much an open book and i will open my heart out right away and i'll tell you who i am and whatnot but i've done that and i got screwed over and it really emotionally messed me up that now if I talk to somebody, it's like I like kind of like what you said, like you're not really yourself. Mm-hmm. If you know who I am, I'm a, like I am very comfortable about being who I am and and letting you in and letting my guard down and being very open and honest with you. But because of that experience I had, it's kind of like, okay, next time I talk to a guy, I'm not going to let them know everything about me. I'm not going to be this warm, bubbly, giving Elmira right away because what if they don't deserve that? Like, that's like, you know, I give out too much and you don't get get any back. It's like, that's just not fair. So you you intentionally sometimes put up that wall. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But see, you said it yourself. Like, what if he doesn't deserve it? you don't know that yet yeah but so it's, why and put that's up the, the thing in the first place because it's kind of like because you've been hurt before it, no it, well of course it's past experiences mm-hmm. that with anything in life your past experiences affect how you take into action of your future experiences and your present experiences that's 
that's how it is. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a domino effect. They go back to back. But I'm not saying like, oh, that's like that's not fair. Like that guy, what if he's a great person? Like that's not fair that like, you won't put your wall down for him. What I'm saying is, it's kind of like have your guard up in the beginning, in a sense that. The way I look at it is I value myself and I respect myself enough to make sure that not everyone has, in a, in, a, in a romantic situation I'm talking about, not everybody should have the opportunity to know me inside and out. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I can communicate with that individual one little by little and see where they're at. And as, as I begin to feel very comfortable with that person and feel like, um, I'm trusting them, then they're trusting me, and that communication is is in sync with one another. That's when that guard will intentionally go down, and you know, little by little, that person will kind of know more and more about you. And and you know, the exciting, the way I look at it in a positive way is there is always, at least in the beginning, there's still like some, for lack of better words, mystery. There's something to look forward to. Ooh, I didn't know about this, um, about Elmir. I didn't know this about you. Now you're little by little knowing more and more and it bec- and you become more drawn to that person as time goes by. You know, I like, that's what I've learned is that I would rather do that than all of a sudden, like after two days of talking to someone, just let them know everything about me. Well, there's nothing to look forward to. Like you want to continue to know someone and have that love and desire to, to want to be with someone kind of grow through time. Mm-hmm. So let's see if I could piece this together. Um, okay. So when you're looking at just a good person in general, yeah. right? They're pretty tra- transparent. Like yeah. they don't really yeah. hold anything back. Like if, so, so like if you meet, have this great friend who's a, also a, a, an amazing person who's honest and honorable, he, doesn't have any secrets okay right like yeah for example i have a really good friend and like i know every basically everything about him like and that's because he either has expressed it in conversations or shows it because like physically like he has like a number of skills uh he performs like say like guitar or you know tells us about his his races or you know stuff like that he's he's just a super transparent person and that's kind of the person you want to be with right for your partner correct but what he doesn't do is hold stuff back he doesn't hold back his his hidden talents he doesn't Mm -hmm. hold back his achievements his ideals he's very very open and that is something that i want in a partner in a romantic partner yeah but you don't get that right out of the gate if that guy has or that guy or girl has a wall up because he or she's been hurt before. So there's like a weird balance of having that airbag yeah. ready just in case he or she is going to hurt you or no, I isn't just, in line with your romantic ideals you know, of that person. You know what it is? I think first of all let's just continue talking about rom in a romantic relationship it, well that that was it was just like an, an analogy to, yeah. yeah no and that's the thing like you're saying he is someone who is very transparent and he's a good friend of yours and it's like he's trustworthy he displays his qualities his traits he's communicative like there's like you know you know every you know him like and you want that same thing in a partner um i feel like 
Because I feel like in a, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like in a relationship because we've talked about this before. In a relationship, I feel like you shouldn't hold back things that are interesting just for the sake of keeping the I relationship think you're alive. Out of line, what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying okay. Let's say we start talking today, and then like after a week, like I, I'm like within this, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna tell Jake this first. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off, and I'm gonna see where he is mm-hmm. next week, and then I might tell him. And then the week after, two weeks of talking, I'm like, okay, now he deserves to know this about me. No, 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 no. First and foremost, I feel like when there is that chemistry and that spark and that quote unquote love, or there is that affection between one another. Things will just come out naturally, right? right? Because you feel that comfort, you feel that trust, and you feel that that uh, honesty and that warmth within you guys. So it's like, in a way, it's like when that person kind of feels right to you, when you know, you know, like you are like you just feel loose and you feel like willing and giving to want to share with that person. Mm. I'm just talking about for those people who have been hurt. Again, we can't define those pain, right? Everybody suffers emotionally differently, deals with love very differently. Like I know so many people who have been affected by a past relationship that it's been a year and a half and they have yet to want to talk to any guy. They have there's been guys hitting that person up and they have just they just don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. They just they're like I don't want I don't I'm done. I need to focus on myself. I've been hurt emotionally. Like I'm I can't. That is because that person was traumatized in a way and you, you know it, it's just like any other type of ptsd or trauma that happens to someone in the brain and in the heart it that's the same thing and i feel like that's it's per excuse me per experience per case right every individual is different i think what you're looking at is holistically what you want from a partner and when you want to get to know someone right well okay but there's okay so there's a, a number of different things that we're kind of touching on uh, so what I was referring to was like basically the, the longevity of a relationship. Okay. Portion, you're talking long term, w- which is what you mentioned, right? So like you were talking about keeping the relationship interesting. Right? I'm talking just in the beginning, like the dating phase, right? Like that's what I'm referring to is but just, I that. don't, I, this is just my opinion, right? okay. but I feel like you shouldn't hold back thing aspects of your life or personality just to keep the relationship interesting for the first what year because people who are married for 30 plus years Uh obviously know everything about each other but they still find a way to keep the relationship interesting i I think you should have that same mentality from start to finish absolutely that relationship like first date to death yeah if or divorce or well, hopefully not divorce. If it's a, yeah, good, if it's a good relationship, yeah. till death. So I don't think you should hold back, like say say me, right? Let's use me as as an example. Like obviously, I'm not gonna be a douchebag in the first date and be like, oh yeah, I train Brazilian jiu jitsu, I play guitar, right? BMX bikes. So I'm not gonna just list off all of my stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just for the sake of being a normal person. Correct. But if she asks me, like, oh, what are all of your hobbies? I'm going to tell course. her. Yeah. I'm not going to hold anything back. Like, if she asks me what are your morals in life, like, yeah. just kind of overall, I'm going to tell her. Yeah. I'm not going to hold anything back if she 
like ask me about past relationships, uh, what I'm looking for, all that stuff. I'm going to be completely honest and tell her everything I know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you get what I'm saying. Or maybe I'm not communicating it right. <laughs> no, because I'm not saying like, okay, I'm not going to tell this person that I squat this much or I do this or I do these tricks or I work no, for those are, Yeah, those are just like, examples. But I'm yeah. talking on a deeper level, like, like personality, like opening yourself up. Yeah, I mean, again, let's go back to what I said before. Is mm. it when you feel like it's the right person or you feel like you, you feel that connection with that person on the first day or whatever uh, – it, it naturally comes down, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It, you you are comfortable already to, to kind of let your guard down, be open to that person. Um, I just think that I'm not saying, yeah, within the first year, like don't let them know everything and kind of do things to keep the relationship interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying throughout the time where the first couple of weeks or whatever, in the very beginning when you're just getting to know someone, you're not even in a relationship, you're just dating, talking, and whatever. Um it's important to kind of it it just i don't know i feel like it just depends on the person because i've done both i've completely opened myself up and i've not opened myself up and i've done kind of in between and i've experienced and i noticed for myself that i would prefer to kind of like little by like get to know someone a little by little and as time goes by we get we grow to like each other more and we grow to want to share more interests and go and do more things instead of after the second day here's my entire life story and here's how i feel about you here's what i mm-hmm. want from you here's yeah. what i hope for a relationship you know it's like it's, so so okay i'm sorry for not understanding how you're putting that uh but an easier way to say it is don't rush the relationship pretty right? much yeah okay <laughs> we're, we're on the same boat we're yeah, just rowing in yeah. different directions yeah okay yeah pretty so much yeah it's yeah like, i agree with that like don't just first date be like i love you yeah because you don't even know that person exactly on the first day, right? exactly like, yeah do you okay this is a random question do you believe in love at first sight do i believe in love so like the minute i put lay my like, eyes on as you. soon as if you saw like you know those stories of the, the notebook as soon as i saw stuff, her yeah. I, I don't know about the notebook yeah. i've never even never read I've the book like bits of it. i've never seen the, the movie book. and i'm proud of that <laughs> good job <laughs> i've seen like a little but, bit. <laughs> uh yeah like you you know like you no, see a I don't. beautiful guy or girl mm-hmm. or whatever nope. you don't believe in that i believe lust at first sight right but not love at first sight okay. love i don't think in my opinion i don't think it just comes i feel like love grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and that it until you die like well this might be a, a shallow thing to say i guess okay. but, uh you're religious right so yeah. do you believe that like you don't think that if you saw the person god wanted you to be with you wouldn't like automatically feel some type of love i feel like the way i look at it is i feel like um, on a religious perspective, right? not really, but like just kind of on a spiritual, faithful perspective, I feel like if I all of a sudden see somebody, uh, there might be like in a Farsi, they say a nur, like a light about them mm. that kind of just like draws me towards them and just makes me instantaneously want to get to know that person more. I feel like there is that that could potentially lead to mm. a romantic relationship. Um, but I don't think that, oh, if I just see you all of a sudden, like, I know God, 
your name is my name you. is on yeah. your forehead and yeah. i know it like okay. no 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 no. i know yeah i feel like there is like times where you know you you get to know someone and at the beginning you're just like oh like I, they're a friend like i have no interest in but then like all of a sudden you grow like this uh liking and this this desire to want to want to get to know them more and be closer to them mm. um it just depends on how the how the two people connect with one another and how i always i always like at love as wavelengths right how the waves of you and me are 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 flowing and and how are they in sync and how how long do they stay that way Mm. because the consistency of that is so important to maintain that love within someone right um people who like i don't i don't like the whole well, I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot of successes in these relationships that people who break up, get back together, break up back together. I feel like, um, let's say someone cheated on you or lied to you or whatever, and then you broke up, but then you got back together with that person six months later or whatever, and you think it's going to be great. The way my analogy that I use in my head, and, and I could be completely wrong, but I say once a, a, a vase is broken, you can never put the pieces back together to make it look like it's original. Mm. Like the vases are broken, they're broken. You can put it back and try to make it, but there's always something. The foundation of that vase is is not there anymore. There's still cracks, and those cracks can can um, be more prone to breaking again, right? Mm. And so it's kind of like with that with love is I feel like that original love that you had for someone and then that person cheats on you or whatever i don't i never i don't believe that it'll always be the same later Mm. on in a relationship if you decide to get back together with that person yeah so that cheating is a whole nother story yeah cheating and that's an extreme like case right yeah cheating's like is pretty much as bad as it gets as bad as it gets yeah what else is there Yeah. yeah but yeah so what did I ask you? I asked you if you've been in love. Well, let me ask you something then. Okay, so, like, this is a kind of a harder thing to answer, I'm sure. But what do you think should be done in a case of love losing its spark? So, say you're 20 years into a marriage and the love just isn't really there anymore. Do you think you love just, end just ends? Or do you think things can be done to spark love again of course i feel like because you gotta think about it like the the love that ended between you and i like like why there is a reason Mm. what was the what what's the what's going on in the background what's going on in your life that i don't know about what are you not telling me what am i not telling you like there's definitely something because it it's like Okay, this is kind of weird to look at, but because uh, right now in my head I'm a visual person and I see a scientific equation. I see A plus B goes to C, and it's like this is just a very like when I was in chemistry, like this is like an example they always use. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, but like if you see A plus B will give you C. So A is you, B is me, C is love, like happiness, relationship, success, whatever. Um. Well, in that, in that, uh, in that. There's a product and thing. There is a chemistry term for. I'm sorry. Okay. Wow. I'm really behind in school. Okay. In, in that, in the A plus B, there is something that's missing there that that 
that love is not being produced. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to the equation. Let's go see what's going on. Like what is missing between us that we can possibly fix or, or most likely fix, whether it's better communication, better working on having better sex, better um, uh, uh, activity time, quality time, or therapy. Let's go therapy. I believe that like if you if you feel like a relationship is like about to divorce did you go do therapy like everybody in a relationship would get therapy because there's I feel like it's so important to have an outside perspective on what your relationship is looking like mm. um, did you do everything that you can to make that love spark again to make to have that love stay where it's at, at the core value between you two mm. if you have done it and you've done the best that you can for that individual and you and you still see nothing maybe the love is gone maybe there is just nothing maybe that maybe you just you can i believe you can lose love for someone 110 mm percent -hmm. we all do but after 20 years i feel like that's pretty difficult there is a reason why you lost love for that yeah. person <clears throat> and that can be translated to a, a marriage of 20 years to a relationship of one year absolutely right? I mean, my I'll use my parents as an example. They're the definition of what I want from a, a, of a relationship. Mm. Like my dad, granted, granted he is dependent on my mom because he has depression and whatnot, but even aside from that, the way he looks at my mom is as if he saw her the first day. Mm. I'm not even kidding. Like, I literally get goosebumps when I think about it. His eyes sparkle, like, every single time. He loves my mom so much, and she loves him back, and they work so well together as a team. Partners, they communicate well financially, romantically with their with their kids, with doing, like, who's, who's going to clean the kitchen and who's going to vacuum the floor, who's going to clean the bathroom or whatever. It's like... Their relationship, their dynamic is so strong and they work so well together that it's like after being married for 35 years and that spark is still there, that says a lot about the love that they have, right? Mm -hmm. And granted, that could be the same for like a person who's been in a relationship for six months. It's like, you know, when they say, like, I feel like I've, I, even though I've only been dating you for six months, I feel like I've been with you for six years, you know? Mm -hmm. It just depends on that individual and who you're with yeah well this is a, a curious question but have if you have seen your parents argue how do they go about resolving the issue oh yeah i've seen my parents so the one thing i love about my parents and that has translated well into me and my brothers is when they do argue we don't necessarily raise our voice or we, i mean once in a while we do like it's normal we're mm -hmm. human like we can get upset but like for the most part it's not like let me overpower you and tell you what's on my mind and then that's it i'm just like i told you what's on my mind and i'm not listening to you at all um kind of again going back to will smith's video that we just saw what was the title i think it was like define love or what is love i think it was called what is love but look it up it's a video on youtube for will smith he, he it's like six minute video it like kind of describes love holistically in a good way but he said he spells love l-u-v right listen understand validate i think the way my parents argue or 
debate or talk about things when there's financial problems or, you know, so-and-so said this and blah, blah, blah. Um, they listen to one another. Like they really sincerely take the time to listen to each other. My dad doesn't have that like man role of, you know, kind of like being that dominant one and like telling you what's on his mind and this is this and no. It's they have equal power in the family and and in, in their relationship. And they understand one another. Like they really try to get each other's point of view. Like there's been times where I was in the room and like, their argument would go on for hours or like for two hours, but it wasn't like yelling and bickering. It was like, here's what I said. Here's what I said. Okay, but this is what I thought. Okay, but also this is what I thought. So they're just going back to understand what is everyone trying to say. Mm. And then there's a validate. Like my mom will be like, okay, I get what you're saying. And my dad will be like, I understand what you're saying. And then they move forward. Mm. There has never been like, uh, like, I'm right, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's either, oh yeah, you're right, I made a mistake, or no, you're right, I didn't understand that. Yeah, that's a big one, right? Is not discrediting how someone feels. Exactly. Like saying, like, oh, you shouldn't feel sad that I did X, Y, or Z because of whatever. Yeah. Right. Like that's just probably that's probably throw, that's throwing gasoline on the fire. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's a big one, and that's one that I've. I've seen people make that mistake over and over Absolutely. again. I've made that mistake myself. Really? Oh yeah. In, what, in a, a specific relationship? Uh, I mean, it's happened multiple times. Okay. So I mean, I can't think of any specific examples, but it, I'm sure it went something along the lines of you shouldn't feel uh, jealous of this person because of X, Y, and Z. Like, if you say like you shouldn't feel jealous, like. That's not going to help you can't anything. Tell me how to That's feel, like yeah. telling someone to change, right? Like it's it, you can't just be like, "Hey, change." Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's not like, "Hey, don't feel jealous," like, and then you try to validate why they shouldn't feel jealous. They already feel jealous. Yeah. Now it's time to, you know, hear that person out and console them as best as you can. Just be there for that person. And I've learned that not only with like love relationships, but re with just talking to people in general like yeah. you, you shouldn't be and this is kind of <laughs> the basis of the podcast which sounds kind of bad but you shouldn't be the one to just spill your opinion you should just be a listening ear which i'm sure your parents practice all the time where it's just you just hear that person out like yeah. and you don't respond yeah just be there to listen you don't have to have an answer for that person right like if, like if your partner feels jealous it's not you shouldn't have to necessarily justify, justify yeah, yeah like why they shouldn't feel jealous yeah. you should just hear why they feel jealous yeah and say i totally understand why you feel that way like and not give an answer just hear them out like right? acknowledge them because again a, a really important part of being in a relationship where there is genuine love is feeling heard and feeling acknowledged mm -hmm. um it's because that feeling should be mutual for one another. It's, you know, that respect you have for that person. It's not like, even though they might be actually be wrong about something, but the fact they are acknowledging that, you know what, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, I really understand. I hear you out. Um, but let me, can I tell you about 
what I think. You know, it's like mm. if you want to say something, if you want to make sure you kind of let out what's inside your heart, um, right. do it. But make sure you're listening to that individual also. Because right. um, I feel like that's one reason why relationships aren't always successful, right? I mean, what's one thing I emphasize most is communication. Mm -hmm. And if there is always that I'm right, you're wrong, or like, you you can't do this or you shouldn't feel this way or what do you even tell like you're you're wrong to even think that like i didn't do that like the fact that you're already making assumptions and you're 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 kind of like trying to already put that person down on what they think that what's the point can like we did a, a podcast on communication right it's the con what was it it's the conversing of dialect or you know it's the definition whatever the definition yeah, of communication was remember. But anyways, it's it's you and then me. We go back and forth until we get to a, a neutral point. Mm -hmm. um, and unsuccessful relationships aren't able to do that, right? Because one person doesn't maybe not have the patience to want to listen to you. Or they're so convinced that they're right that they're going to shame you and put you down. And Yeah, well, it's just two people have their opinion and their yeah digging their heels into the ground they're yeah. not going to change their opinion exactly right yeah. when there shouldn't be an opinion in the first place no. they should just be listening to each other yeah and then having a solution at the end yeah. or an understanding of each yeah. other at the end yeah like you don't always need a solution right yeah like you, you just need to understand how you, the other person feels yeah that's true mm -hmm. hmm. interesting okay um I was just thinking of asking a question. Um, uh -huh. So two questions. First, do you think you need to be, let's say you're talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. You're not in a relationship with them. Do you think you need to be in a relationship with that person to be in love with them? Do you, uh, okay. No. No. Right? I don't know why that was so hard for me to answer. No, because like <laughs> yeah. no, I kept – see, I, I made the mistake of thinking that love needs the kind of relationship, relationship behind yeah. it. Like, no, because okay, I, I have so many friends that I absolutely love, and there's no, like, sexual tension or like, – But we're talking romantic. I know. Oh, well. We're, this is a romantic episode. Wait. So I'm talking – I'm saying – you're talking to someone. Mm -hmm. You're not in a relationship with them yet. Oh. You're like gotcha. dating them. You're kind of casually getting to know them more. But as time goes on, say a month later, you just fall in love with that person. Do you think that's possible? Or do you think you need uh, to have yeah. an established relationship? No, no, no. I, I think, yeah. I Well, yeah. It just It's all dependent on kind of the situation, right? I mean... If you've known this person for a really long time, you know kind of what their morals are, if they align with yours, and you have enough experience with that person to know how you communicate with each other, then, yeah, I, I see no reason why you can be in love with that person without having an official yeah. title to it. Yeah. Because, you know, the more I, I've been thinking about, like, marriage and, like, the title and, like, polyamorous relationships and stuff like that like how do they get around that and the whole government marriage thing is pretty ridiculous in my opinion altogether 
but uh, as far as like putting a stamp on what like if if you're in love with someone and that person's in love with you there should be you shouldn't have to have the title of boyfriend girlfriend mm-hmm. to be content with each other right uh-huh like it's just kind of letting it's communicating to other people that you're taken i yeah. guess is the only yeah pretty much thing right yeah. that's all it is yeah otherwise you two know it yourselves and nobody else really really needs to know yeah but just a random thought <laughs> random but, thoughts are accepted yeah so yeah that, that's my answer yeah okay that's w- what are your I thoughts like that. on that um wait what was my question again? if if you if you need to be in a oh. official relationship to be in love with someone no yeah. no not at all. I think that you can be in love with someone, um, even if you aren't. You just like are like getting to know that person. There's something about them that really draws you to them, and you just there's something there that um, makes you fall in love with them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a good spot for now to wrap up. What do you think? I mean, I can go question? on for like oh, so I, long. This is why this is a multi-part <laughs> segment. <laughs> um. Yeah, we can stop here. Cool. And then cuz we have uh, some rock climbing to get to. Yes, we do. <laughs> but yes, next I feel like next episode we should also continue the romantic. We can we lot. can uh, continue romantic relationships probably throughout the entire segment, right? Cuz it's yeah. probably going to come in. Yeah. But we'll we'll next episode maybe I'm not going to guarantee this, but maybe do uh, romantic relationships and followed by uh, friendships. Okay. Like love and yeah i think that'll be a good transition cool all right cool well until next time my name's elmira i'm jake we'll see you guys then bye you guys bye